Hello, I'm Juliette Burton, and welcome to my new show, Not So Lonely Planet. It's a series all about exploring and expanding our own individual worlds via the enthusiasm and passion of nerds like me, but nerds who geek out about something new every single episode. And you get to join us on that journey, this adventure, without having to venture further than your sofa, car, bus, wherever you're listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy. In our last episode, Adam Norden chatted to us about all things knives and knife forging, as well as art, comic books, restaurants, social media. Just give it a listen and see what a wide range of nerdery we covered. Now, although Adam did manage to geek out with me about a huge array of different subjects, there were one or two aspects of this not-so-lonely planet we didn't cover. So Adam recommended we speak to Blake Vanderlinde, who would enthuse to us about indoor cricket, because he runs an indoor social cricket club. What is a social cricket club? Well, we're about to find out. So we've just walked into a, well, it feels like quite a ravey, nightclub-y feel, um, but there happens to be netting in the corners and sides of the room uh, with what looks like is astroturf and some school boards. Uh, I'm quite intimidated, quite terrified. Either there's going to be some cage fighting or we're going to play some cricket. One of those two things. Um, I don't know which one I'd rather, to be honest. I don't know which one I'd be better at either. Now, so far in this series, listeners, you might have noticed I've been excitable and perhaps even over-eager to jump on board with whatever topic or avenue of nerdery we're delving into. But in this episode, for the first time, I was more than hesitant. I'm not a sporty girl. Sure, I like to run or go to the gym occasionally when I can be bothered to get out of bed, but competitive sports and I just don't mix. Even when it comes to board games, I much prefer collaborative approaches. Can I offer coffees, tea, water? Then I met Blake. Uh, yes, you can offer. Um, how are your coffees? You, thankfully, uh, as you'll hear, put me right at ease. Now, Blake is a very interesting person because he is a professional indoor cricketer and runs this establishment. Busy, busy lad. Lovely to meet you. Um... A little bit nervous and all, but uh, I'm sure we'll get through this okay. Well, if it helps, I have no idea about cricket, so you're (laughs) going to have to guide me through this. I'm quite nervous to understand what on earth it is that we're doing here. I know how to drink and I know how to eat. Perfect. Well, our slogan is eat, drink and bat. So So, so we've got you covered here. Is that in order of priority as well? Uh, Potentially, yes. Okay. So, my understanding is this. While indoor bowling at a bowling alley involves a bar, a restaurant and throwing balls away from you, indoor cricket at Six's Social Cricket Club involves a bar, a restaurant and balls flying at you. Let's see how I handle that. Um, so could you explain to us where we are? What is Six's? So Sixes was uh, founded uh, in lockdown one by the original founders of uh, Mac and Wild Restaurants. Um, it was Callum and Andy, Callum McKinnon and Andy Wall. Uh, and essentially they were sat in lockdown one talking about what potentially could be the next 
huge social entertainment venture within the hospitality thing. I mean, we have venues like Flight Club and Puck Shack and things like that. Um, Andy was convinced that it was going to be virtual fishing. Uh, and Callum quickly rectified that with actually, I think we should look down the roots of cricket. And I'm so sorry, virtual fishing. Virtual fishing. Because, <laughs> okay, Flight Club, is that the electro darts? darts? That is the electro darts, you see. In Shoreditch. Yes, they yeah. have, uh, I think they're up to nine sites now. They're all around Victoria, Shoreditch. Uh, they've got Manchester and Leeds, but I'm not going to plug them too hard. Um, <laughs> but I am good friends with the guys who, who, who actually founded that and worked that. But um, yeah, and Andy's obviously both both the gents are from Scotland, so not a huge knowledge around cricket. Um, so kind of, uh, I guess it was out of nowhere that Callum came up with it. But honestly, when they had a little look into it, who would have thought that no one in the world had come up with social cricket enterprise? Um, so that that's essentially how it started and. Uh, Callum himself had uh, a friend called David Nash, who I also am friends with. And Nashy was previously the Middlesex wikikeeper for 17 years. And after that, opened his own um, group called the DG Group. And um, essentially, Callum and Nashy got talking. And Nashy put Callum in touch with our tech suppliers for the cricket, who are called Backfast, who have nine years' history of their own. So it was all... And ironically, they were looking at that point themselves to go into hospitality through their own ventures but with no hospitality knowledge. So you have Callum and Andy with this wealth of hospitality and networks, and then Batfast with this incredible um, tech that they can supply. And uh, yeah, perfect combination and perfect timing. We acquired a site in Fulham um, as the first site. And that was, I think it was October when the site was acquired and we opened 8th of December, 2020. Um, Very, very different to what you would see here. Fulham is very, very much a a proof of concept, it's a, it's a local pub where um, we were able to take over the venue. But yeah, over that period, we acquired this site where we're sat now, which is our flagship site. Um, where is that? So this is uh, Sixers Fitzrovia. Uh, we're on Great Portland Street, 170 Great Portland Street. Um, it was previously a restaurant um, and diner called Valandry with multiple food outlets. Uh, it looked very, very different to what it might look like now. Um, but obviously we've come in and we've installed five nets. Um, our nets here uh, are six metres, so it's not a full cricket pitch. Um, and we do play with like a semi-compressed foam ball to make sure that it doesn't hurt if you do miss it. So spe- speaking as somebody who definitely will miss it and also uh, doesn't know how big a regular cricket field is, um, what are we talking here? So this is almost half a pitch. So, so we function off half a pitch and what happens is there is a bowler, so the person who has the ball, they are projected up on a screen as they run up and as they get to the delivery point. We have uh, the tech behind the machine that releases the ball. It's called a bowler, ironically, ball machine. And it shoots the ball out at the preset levels which you have, which is the key part. So we have uh, the ability from 4 to 10, 10 to 16, and 16 and above. The age group. The age group. And then for each age group, we have beginner, amateur, club, and professional. And that devises the speed of the ball that comes out how much spin so spin is obviously when the ball lands and might turn away or into you you say obviously but I'm glad that you clarified that (laughs) (laughs) and obviously speed of the ball and length of the ball so how where it lands so for beginner we try and get the ball to land about halfway down so it comes through on hip high makes it a really nice kind of length for someone to be able to hit it away and uh you know one of our big talking points here is it's uh it's not how you look it's uh how many runs you make and uh honestly it, it is it is a challenge with some people getting them in the net, but there is nothing more rewarding than once you get someone in the net, you see them hit your first four, and just 
the automatic joy that comes out of that and the way that they they kind of just go well if I can hit one I could potentially hit two I could maybe get a six hang on I'm in this competition because there is a leaderboard and obviously you're playing with your friends and everything else we do obviously encourage um, we do have things called a shot bat so uh, if you were to get bold we say that whoever gets out has to buy the next shot bat so it's um, just single shots that get served to you on a slab of bat um, oh, now, now you're talking up. my language. Okay. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. now I can understand now, it. Now we're in. <laughs> so you've got uh, social cricket. Uh, this is this is this is the vibe here. Is social cricket? Yes. Yeah. Because um, I have only been to a couple of cricket games in my life, and um, I, I honestly was not paying attention to what was going on on the field. I was just paying attention to the eaten mess and the strawberries and the cream <laughs> and the pims, mainly the pims. Um, How would you describe social cricket to somebody who'd never heard of it before? So interestingly, we actually opened as a Sixers cricket club and that was how we were initially going. And as I said, you know, you don't nail everything first time and we're, we're open to change and it's a lot easier to make changes. Was that an outdoor cricket club? Like a- no, so that, that's exactly the point. So a lot of people felt like, is it an outdoor cricket club? Is it a club? Do I have to become a member in order to come down? So we felt like actually we had, when we thought we were being clever and making it Sixers cricket club and everyone can be a member of the club, in a way, it also alienated some people, feeling like if they weren't cricketers, they couldn't come down. Members club kind of vibe. A members yeah, club, yeah. everything like that. But it non- wasn't. It wasn't. And so we had, a, we had a little think and we're like, do you know what? And our idea was to be, you know, the biggest cricket club in the world. Why not? Let's be ambitious. Like everyone can be a member. Everyone can be a member. But we felt, after getting some honest feedback, that potentially moving to social cricket kind of gave us a, a better ability to appeal to everybody. And it was less exclusive because it almost felt like maybe it was coming across in that manner when we were called a cricket club so six years social cricket is exactly that it is about coming down with a group of friends or potentially on a date coming down finding a great table getting a couple of drinks and having potentially hopefully pre-booked a net because we are very very busy and booking a net um, we do our nets in slots of um, time period so two people is half an hour um, four to six is one hour and then seven up to 15 actually um, we can do 90 minutes and within that time each over takes about a minute and a half so essentially you would come in um, grab a couple of drinks at the bar your host would come across and grab you bring across you to net would set you up in the net talk you about the gameplay it is a game and it is a challenge at the same time and if we feel like if someone says hey I, I really suck um, which does happen um, Hello, that's that'll be me. I'll I, I guarantee you, when we put you back in the when we put you in the net earlier or later, pardon me, you'll be absolutely fine. You'll oh, smash it. I think that I'll be so bad that time won't matter whether it's <laughs> earlier, later. You'll I'll be, just break you'll through be surprised. That. It's really, really. Once you get the hang of it, and once you get over the the kind of nervousness of getting into the net, you're absolutely fine. And obviously, we also have a lot of people who come in who are super, super competitive cricketers who who get down here and. Uh, we might see them popping it on club level, which is one below pro. And uh, in the same vein, I also like to have the banter that you would express across a cricket and come across, get my staff to come up and be like, I thought you were Mr. Cricket. I thought you'd be on pro and kind of <laughs> tee it up because we, we want these guys who, who rate themselves to really test themselves. But we want people who are, you know, first timers to come in and really have a positive experience. And what we have learned is the more runs you score, the more fun and enjoyment you have in this. So we are on hand to obviously give a little bit of a helping hand. But at the same time, it is your time and it is your net and we are more there just to to ensure that you've got enough 
great cocktails or beers coming across to the table and some great food coming across here. So what's the most competitive you've ever seen somebody get in here? <laughs> um, th- there's quite a few occasions. I the think smile that just broke across your face. I see a is lot of glorious. I see a lot of cheating going on. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Cheating. So so what will happen is people will play and let's just say they have a swing and a miss. They'll just quickly tap one of the scoring zones because we have um, scoring zones all around. They'll just give it a tap with the bat, thinking no one's seen, and I'll just call them up on it straight away. Oh, you wouldn't get that on like proper professional cricket grounds. Not at all. It's uh, yeah, it's not at uh, Lords. <laughs> definitely not at Lords. Um, obviously, when it gets competitive, the more. The other side of it is people getting into their mates and giving them a few gears saying, oh, I thought you were better than this. And I'm sure you can smash this next one for six. And then the guy has a swing and a miss and everyone finds it hell of a funny. Uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, alongside other amazing dates and party ideas like uh, crazy golf. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've gotten very, very competitive at crazy golf. Um, (laughs) Some of the uh, plastic dinosaurs did not see it coming. Um, And uh, karaoke as well. Karaoke is one of my favorite things to do. So if I like karaoke, am I going to get into cricket, do you think? in the same way I think you will I think you're going to get into cricket the same way I think the joy that you'll get when you strike your first four here will supersede anything you've done before I mean even sounds... better than a hole in one in, in mini golf I'm telling you okay now. okay well that is that is fighting talk because again <laughs> I do like my perspex dinosaurs um, so we spoke about uh, earlier that you've had some actual cricketers come in have yep. you had anyone that people who know about cricket would know their names um, yeah, we've had a number of pros uh, come through. Actually, um, obviously, when the hundred was on, um, what's we had, the hundred? So the hundred was a new competition that was launched this year. <laughs> thank you, thank no you problem. for guiding me through this. Was, and any listeners who like me do not understand this. <laughs> it was launched uh, with Sky Sports, and it, um, so the hundred was a new competition where um, everyone was, all the players who were entered were put in an auction at a value, and then teams could pick them. <gasps> to put them in which was great and it was a uh, six week competition Um, during the 100 I think we had it was Daryl Mitchell who came down um, who played a bit of cricket who's a New Zealand player actually was in the final of the World Cup recently um, when New Zealand unfortunately lost to Australia sorry to all Australians I was back in New Zealand there I felt they owed one after the Ben Stokes incident of the previous World Cup final. I'm nodding like I know what you. you're talking about. But yes, yeah, the Ben Stokes print. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. oh, terrible, awful. That was, oh, <laughs> I could never forget the day. Um, and then obviously we've had, uh, we, we, one of our investors is actually Sir Andrew Strauss. I probably should have mentioned that. Um, so, who, who is he? So Sir Andrew Strauss was uh, an England cricket captain, um, knighted oh. for... Uh, everything he's done there, as well as the charity that he founded, which is the Ruth Strauss Foundation, oh, okay, cool. um, which was um, founded, unfortunately, when his late wife passed away from um, lung cancer and non-smoking lung cancer. And they do a lot of support around families uh, and obviously parents that are left after the repercussions of something like that and helping with the funding of that. Uh, we actually just did an event with the Ruth Strauss Foundation last week, Tuesday. We did a pub quiz. Uh, and helped. Yeah. Uh, we did it on the Fulham site um, where we, we raised funds for that and had some auctions going. We also did Red for Ruth Day on this site and all our sites, um, which is the third day of a cricket oh. test match. Um, the Red for Ruth Day, everyone wears something red in support and then donations. And if I'm not incorrect, uh, Hugh, who manages the charity, said they made, I think it was about $8 million on the day oh, as wow. a charity, which was fantastic. And just to be a part of it was great, and we got a fantastic letter. Congratulations, that's Thank fantastic. Thank you. It was, it was really cool, and it's really great to be involved. But, yeah, so Andrew Strauss, um, captain England over multiple Ashes victories. He was also an outstanding uh, 
opening batsman. So our opening batsman is one of the first ones to go out. There's two of them. I love that you've picked up my level of understanding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he was just a, a fantastic cricketer. And he actually comes down quite regularly uh, and plays plays in the net. He brought his... Um, What's his favourite cocktail? Uh, he actually drinks beer. Oh, he drinks beer and uh, he, really was, he had the 28-day ribeye steak last time I saw him in here, um, which was great, which was served. Uh, really wanted him to have the meringue eating uh, rest. The eating rest, yeah. yeah. Now, he was on the beers. He had a, It was his son's birthday, actually, when he was last in, which was quite cool. Oh, uh, the last nice. time I saw him, I've actually been up in Manchester and down in Fulham for the last six weeks. So. so is he one of your regulars? He is one of our regulars. He comes in and obviously I, was, I mentioned David Nash, who is one of our investors. Nashy. Nashy, absolute Nashy. legend. Uh, so we've got David and Glenn, brothers, who um, run DG Group. And uh, yeah, Nashy is phenomenal with bringing everyone in. We have the infamous um, Tuffers video, which um, I'm sure people have potentially seen so Phil Tufnell do we remember Phil Tufnell oh yeah question of sport question of sport there you go TV now there yeah definitely so we had um, we had a Tuffers incident with Michael Vaughan who was down here there essentially Tuffers Tuffers was uh, overly excited after striking the ball and uh, was giving a big swordsman send off and tripped over one of the pieces of tech and fell on his butt uh, while everyone was filming so it made Instagram and Twitter um, ring was he okay he was absolutely was fine was his butt okay his butt was okay his pride less so Okay. But um, Vaughn, found it so funny that he posted it on his own Instagram account. And right. 1.4 million views in the first 24 hours um, solidified interest in Sixers Cricket Club, if there wasn't enough already. Well, there'll be at least one more view uh, after we finish recording, because I need to go watch that for sure. <laughs> uh, and learn actually how not to do it myself when we go in there and try it out. So, um, Blake, how did, how did you get into all of this? Where, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually an interesting story that ties in a little bit with Nashi, but... Um, so I am originally from South Africa. Uh, I moved over here in 2020. Sorry, 2000. What am I saying? Uh, I came over um, to study uh, photography, but found out living in London was quite expensive coming over from South Africa. So quickly found a job um, working in a nightclub um, to pay for other things, and such as going out afterwards. To and, nightclubs. Yeah, to nightclubs, <laughs> yeah. essentially, and get staff discount. Great. Um, and quite quickly found that actually, uh, it ha- I don't know, going into, into bars and nightclubs gave me a, a new confidence within myself and everything. And I found I was quite good at it. And uh, 21 years later, here I am. But uh, essentially, I went from there and I worked for a group called the Maxwell's Group, which was based in multiple sites around London. Uh, but the site I was in was in Common Garden. And then I ended up working high-end nightclubs for 12 years. So I was at a nightclub called Movida. And that is where... I crossed paths with Nashi for the first time and that was due to the fact uh, I was actually playing indoor cricket for England, uh, still do, uh, so I've been fortunate enough I've been to four World Cups around the world playing indoor cricket and um, I actually got invited to play in a corporate day at Lords in their version of indoor cricket and um, didn't actually know who O.A. Shah was who is a very, very quality cricketer and I went out to bat and he was like where do you think you're going and I was like oh mate I'm just wearing gloves and he was fully kitted up and he was like you need to put pads on and I said mate you do you I'll do me not knowing who this guy is playing um needless to say he was picked by England a couple of weeks later and I was like my bad um <laughs> but I had, a, I had a pretty good tournament and Nashi approached me about joining his uh, mighty Sunbury cricket club but um literally after that I worked at nightclubs and then a few gigs in the city I worked for uh, a very great restaurant group called Koya 
and strangely, I was like, do you know what? I need a career within hospitality that is closer to my passion and where I want to be. And um, ironically, I was, uh, I was sat at home looking at jobs, potential jobs around the country. And the 60s cricket popped up and I was like, hmm, that looks interesting. And then out of the blue, Simo gives me a call and he's like, mate, have you seen what Nash is launching? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And he was like, um, six is cricket. I was like, stop it. No way. I was like, I was going to give you a call and say, have you heard anything? And Nashi was just letting the middle six guys know that he was involved with this. And, you know, come the period when they come out of lockdown and are able to socialize, it would be great if the boys could come down and support. And he was like, are you involved? And I was like, I'm not. And he was like, you need to get on to Nashi. And I was yeah. like, I can't right now. I've got no uh, man down. Um, do you mind just dropping a text telling him I'm super keen? Cue five minutes later, I'm on the phone to Nashi. Uh, the next day, in for an interview in Fulham on the building site with Callum and Andy. Wow. And uh, three days later, I had an offer to come down as um, head of experience for the group um, uh, and basically champion all things cricket and help drive the F&B offering. And, and that's kind of the rest of it, really strange way of how everything kind of tied in at a yeah. perfect time to With, end up somewhere within a few days your life completely changed. completely changed and uh literally it is uh it's crazy the amount of people who message me and go could you have written a better job for yourself and i'm like actually no like crickets hospitality working with people being able to develop the technology on the cricket and feed about it's just so so lucky so grateful like mm, yeah. And did Nash ever actually say to you, did Nashi ever say to you, do you know what, you were the inspiration because you, <laughs> you, you were the one who kind of got him to the nightclub and then like like cricket. It's like, it's basically you. It is you. Like, I'd love to claim it, but he did, he did come back at me with you owe me one. <laughs> as, I, as did Simo. So I, I hate having two IOUs out there, but uh, I'm sure they'll be cashed in at some point. What is the difference between indoor cricket and outdoor cricket? Um. Right, there's quite a dramatic difference between them. Um, firstly, obviously, naturally, one is played indoors, uh, generally within a warehouse, and it's uh, the indoor cricket, the competitive indoor cricket that's played around the world is actually played within almost a netting environment like this, the very spring-led systems, um, to the point where you can actually bounce off them type thing. Um, they are, let's see, they are 27 yards, so slightly longer than a cricket pitch. You have a four-step run-up as a bowler, um, and there's eight in a side. Essentially what happens is each batting pair, we spoke about the opening batters, yes. so two of you go into bat and you face four overs, so six balls, so 24 balls in total, and you try and score within that netting environment. It's very, very quick, fast-paced, dynamic game, um, Unfortunately, it seems like Australia are the dominant force in this. They have not lost a World Cup ever. Um, but they have the best weather to play outside. I know, but they do incredibly well indoors as well. Come um, on, England. We're, we've, we've competed well with them at times, but um, I guess it was a sport that was incredibly popular uh, in the 90s in the UK. There was 32 arenas throughout the UK. We now are trying to compete with three arenas in the country. Uh, so for me to play my cricket, I now travel to Birmingham or Derby um, or Leicester. And thankfully, Leicester are actually opening a brand new arena in the coming weeks. Um, but essentially, it is a very explosive game. And it's 
an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes, and the game is complete. Oh, so not, so, not going to last for days and days no, and days like outdoor cricket? N- not at all. Okay. Uh, so it's a very, very short format. So I've got um, to drink my Pims much quicker? Much quicker. Okay. Um, it is, again, a very, very social sport. Uh, it is played, obviously, as I said, I was from South Africa, and that's where I first came across the game. Much like um, football over here, this is where you would host your kids' parties and everything else. Um, so it's a quick, dynamic game. You only run half the pitch because... The fielding is super, super quick. You've got guys who are catching the ball and then flicking it around their back, and it's not a non-skill. It's actually skills that you train throughout your sessions. Um, so, so like cocktail flair, but co- with... Kind of like flair, but with cricket. Okay. Like, and you've got guys... It, it is crazy. But, you know, the speeds of the balls in there, although it's only a four-step run-up, I have uh, I faced 87 miles an hour indoor. Uh, please bear in mind that you don't wear pads. It is a not a tennis ball. It is a three-quarter cricket ball which will Ugh. hurt you if it hits you in the face i've seen a few boys um, unfortunately get injured what have you uh, seen um honestly the funniest one i've seen was an interview that happened um with a journalist from new zealand who was chatting to uh one of the australian players and saying that he had been clocked at 90 miles an hour outdoor and 85 miles an hour in indoor um the kiwi bat journalist said oh, i'll give it a go the Aussie bowler came up and just threw a couple gentle down there, at which point the uh, commentator mouthed off to the cameraman saying, this guy's pretty average, I don't think we have a story here. So Cory Otto, who was the bowler, went back, uh, lined him up, dropped him a bumper and broke his nose. <gasps> oh. um, wow, that's what you get for mouthing off. Uh, he's an international player. He's also a first-class player. I am intrigued, though, by what else people can do here. You said we mentioned like food and drink as mm-hmm. well. Uh, so you can play social cricket. What else can we do? This is a venue where you can come down. We're also a sports theme bar. So if you'd like to watch any sport, and we're not talking just cricket, um, we show football, we show rugby, we show the Formula One. Um, we'll be showing um, NFL when the timings are correct. We, we kind of like to appeal to the masses. Um, obviously, we are very cautious with our football viewings. Um, we'd like to make sure that we're, we're a group that appeals to all. Um, we, we appeal to all families. We appeal to youngsters coming through. We like to use this as like an enabler for, for junior cricket. So we work with um, some junior cricket clubs and we get the kids to come down. But essentially, we also offer the opportunity to come in and just have a really great night, have great food, great drinks in just a relaxed environment. Yes, it's lively and, and everything else within the net environment, but there are we also set up pockets of venues where you can go and sit and have a really nice, chilled evening, having a drink, having a nice conversation, whether it be a bottle of wine with the girls or sitting down with the boys for a catch-up or date night, as I said, where you just want to sit down and have a nice little bit of scrounge and, and some drinks. So it's not just dates, it's not just work groups, it's not just lads, lads, lads watching football. It can, it's open to everybody because there's a very there's a big difference between like sports bars and inclusive kind of places. Yeah. So which is why I, 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 I use the word sports bar kind of hesitantly but it is what we are and again it's one of these things where you you accept the feedback that people are giving to you and they're like oh you're a really cool sports bar like i i still struggle when people say fulham's a great pub it really hurts me because i feel we're so much more than what that is so you're Um, not a sports bar you're you're a bar that celebrates sport like yes Yes, yeah. thank you. That's that's yeah. probably a better way of, of wording it. Um, I do think we need to get me into one of these nets to see um, what what whether I can do this. Readily available. How do you when you say doing runs? Do do people actually 
runs. <laughs> You're safe, safe to say it is not that much of an explosive sport on this side. What we have is we have a, a scoreboard that pops up and then we have impact scoring. So within the nets, there are different impact scoring zones and you'll see them little rectangular um, areas. Uh-huh. And when you hit the ball and it strikes one of those, they flash. I like to it, say the word when, when I hit the ball. Yeah. Not if, when, when. Sure. I feel like I feel like she's having me on here. I feel like she's hustling and she'll be like, oh, you know, should we put five quid on this to see who makes the most? And next yeah. thing Blake's out of pocket. I mean, this is this is a dangerous game. Yeah, here. I practiced really, really intensively uh, between the ages of five and ten playing rounders. Um, yes. oh, so no excuses. There you go. <laughs> Two hands on the back here. You're perfect. I want to know when rounders is going to make a resurgence or a resurgence, whatever the... Yeah, just, just, just getting some uh, air I'm not time. sure I've seen competitive rounders yet, but... Uh, and we're going to make it happen. Potential, can we, can the next, the potentially next, the next social entertainment There venture. you go. We, okay, right, we're going into business together. Done. Done. I'll, I'll be in charge of the cocktails. Um, <laughs> Tasting. Yes. Tasting, yeah. Um, I know that our listeners can't see your face. They can definitely hear your smile. And I can describe to my wonderful listeners that, yeah, you are beaming from ear to ear the whole time that you're talking about this. It's just so, so enthused by it, which is wonderful. I do think that people can change their career at any age. Yeah. But I, what I like about this is for you, it wasn't a change of career. It was, and it wasn't even a pandemic pivot. It was a pandemic growth. Like you just expanded what it was that you, that you, what your horizons were. Um, and it looks like, especially you've expanded your smile as well. Yeah. So uh, opportunity came and you know what? I was, I would have been naive not to, not to get involved and at least explore it. And super, super happy I did. Well, speaking about opportunities, I need an opportunity to get into that. Next. Let's get that done. So, with my nerves around participating alleviated, and with Blake's nerves about chatting with me utterly non-existent, we stepped into the cricket nets, and I was surprised. We're going to start you on beginner. Oh, so the options are beginner, amateur, club or professional. Yeah, I mean, I just want to give you the best chance that you could possibly have at beating me, so I think if we do beginner, that's that's fine. Cool, so if at any point you forgot to change and you want to go up or down a setting, you can go in or out as you choose. It's uh, it's very very user friendly. And the key point is, once we finish the speech and talking you through what's happening, we're just kind of like, see you later. The scoreboard's up here. You can see everyone's runs, wickets, your team score, which is great. Um, and essentially, what you're looking for on here, the beginner and amateur are the same speed. The only difference is the length of the delivery. So it's slightly shorter on beginner, so it comes through on hip high, so you can give it a nice healthy whack. Whereas on amateur, it comes a little bit fuller, it makes it a bit of a trick. And then on Club and Pro, it's flatter, which means it just shoots through without a loop um, and a lot quicker. I'm used to hitting away things from my hip height. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> right, so what we'll do is we'll get you in. My suggestion is start with the yellow plastic bat. At last, it was time for me to test my nerves. My nerves had been testing me up until now, so it was time to turn the tables. Oh, it says get ready. Back fast, get ready. Juliet. Okay, here's... Oh, the ball is running towards me, and... Uh, ah! <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, okay, now I know what I'm expecting. That was... Okay, I didn't hit the ball at all, um, but he's coming again. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, did I hit something? Did I hit something? <laughs> I hit the ball. <laughs> okay, next time. Okay, okay. Lift the bat. Okay, lifting the bat. And... Oh. Yes! Yeah, did I hit that? Oh, I got a thought. Okay, I, I, something lit up. Some lights happened. I've got no idea what I... what I, I look very good doing it, but that's not the point of playing cricket, is it? 
That's it. Okay. Okay. Who's, who's playing next? I, I'm, I'm, my heart is racing, but maybe that's the cocktail. I'm not sure. This is really fun. Now, just a little note. I know, I know, balls don't run towards you. They bounce, fly or dangle. I get it. Whatever the correct terminology is, it turned out I was actually a natural at this. Knocking out a four on, let's call it my first try. Yeah, let's just call it that. So next I asked Blake how the computer system worked when he pulled off the incredible feat of playing the game while being interviewed about it at the same time. So what we have, obviously, is the bowler is projected up from our backpass technology underneath, and my settings are set at professional, which means on our, the quickest ball that I'll face is 52 miles an hour, which equates to about 71 in real field. But over a six-metre distance, it is, it's a little bit sharp, um, and all of that plugs through what we're touching here or what you set your settings on the app will go through into the computer brain which sits behind there and that tells you how quick the wheels are spinning for each individual player, how much spin is and obviously takes into consideration if you're on pro but you're a 4 to 10 year old the speed's going to be considerably different it just might mean that the ball is slightly fuller but more challenging for each individual so for this obviously we've got a right arm um, medium pace of bowling now and yeah happy to go and what changes is the amount, the length and the seam work of the bowler. So how it pitches on the... Like that. <laughs> so that was uh, just back of a length on off and he got carted over mid-off for six. Um... That was uh, lucky. We'll call, as I say in pool, it's calling all pockets sometimes. He might have a, a good swing. Um, but yeah, each of the balls are different to get you thinking as a cricketer. You can't, you can't play the same shot every ball uh, when you move up the levels into pro. Um, so it is a challenge, and some people obviously found pro quite difficult. Others think it's too easy, but we are we are bringing in new levels uh, and new gaming technology. So we'll be launching, obviously, as I mentioned, the hundred shortly, and then we have. Um, a test match version that we're looking at. And um, a couple of other things that will be coming through. Not necessarily only cricket based, it could be snakes and ladders, it could be killer or something like that. Double guys. Yeah, you gotta watch out when you hit it well, it might come back at you. <laughs> you nearly got your own nose there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so the whole thing is, there is the brain behind that, there's just a lot more tech than meets the eye, and everything filters through, and what I love about this is it appeals to everybody. It gives everybody equal opportunity, as Julia just runs through and barges is, the upright. Yeah, this is all really well and good, but it's my go now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, listeners, but I'm not sorry, because this is really good fun, and really good anger management. Uh, oh, this is the same, there's the first guy again. As you can tell, we had a blast. My nerves about it all had been replaced by the giddy euphoria of having fun with a fellow nerd. And I hope you had fun listening to this episode. If you want to check out Sixes, it is on Great Portland Street and a little place known as London. There are some other locations around the UK and if you fancy checking them out, search Sixes Social Cricket online. If you don't want to check it out, 
that's totally okay. I hope you fancy checking out the rest of our podcast series, though. And I hope, listening to this, you've learned something. I know I have. So let's recap. I've learned that cricket is a sport, and not just the surname of Pinocchio's conscience, Jiminy. Nashi is a cricketer, and not just Dennis the Menace's dog. And most importantly, I learned Sir Andrew Strauss hates cocktails and loves beer and steak. I was having so much fun with Blake, I forgot to ask him for a recommendation of who to talk to in our next episode. So I emailed him later on, and he replied, saying... His recommendation is John Waite at Highgate Cemetery, who had enthused to us about the cemetery and, um, death, I suppose, but in a very life-affirming way. This has been Not So Lonely Planet, a hat-trick production. Our producers were Andy Goddard and John Wakefield. Executive producer is Claire Broughton. The presenter has been, and continues to be, I hope, Juliet Burton. And I look forward to you joining me next time as we explore our not-so-lonely planet. <laughs>